Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Ken Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And guess what? We're, we're, back. we're back. We're back. I'm sorry. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe people don't care. <laughs> Probably people don't care. Yeah. But, but you know what? This is three freaking years. Yeah, for, for doing a show people don't care about, we've been doing it for a long time. So, <laughs> well, yeah, us. And, and you know, we don't care if they don't care. <laughs> As we've said many times, we do this show for us. We're, we're glad you join us, or you don't join us, either way. But we're, we're glad you're here, but, um, you know, we're, we're doing it because we enjoy doing it. Yeah, we actually listened to the first episode <laughs> earlier today. Which was pretty cringeworthy for us. Most of our episodes are pretty cringeworthy for us to listen to. But uh, but you said in that very first episode that, you know, for those of you out there listening, if you're listening, <laughs> I think that's kind of been our whole thing ever since. It's, we don't really know how many are listening or how many listen to every episode. We have people that have told us they've listened to lots of them. And that's amazing. We honestly really didn't know what the show was going to be three years we ago. We still don't. <laughs> we, still, we still don't most of the time. We know what we don't want it to be more than anything. That's, that's true. That's true as well. But, uh, but yeah, we've been doing this for three years now. We kicked off this show. And, and, and men, we've spent that money so well. Oh, my God. <laughs> the we're ones just, of dollars. That's right. We're just rolling in it. <laughs> <laughs> we're rolling in something. Yeah. But we... Uh, Which is better than rolling something. We've had a lot of fun these last three years. We've done a lot of just insane things, fun things, things I never thought we would get a chance to do. Uh, people we've become friends with in the industry just through the show and through traveling and it's just been it's been a blast and we just kind of wanted to say thank you to everyone that's been listening you know kind of talk a little bit about how this show has evolved over the last three years how barbecue has evolved over the last three years and this show has evolved with it and we try to we try to keep up with the ever-changing landscape that is texas barbecue and really american barbecue at this point what was really interesting was listening to the first episode and some of the things that are, are true and even more true today and then some of the things that have really gone in a different direction. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. And the, if you guys have never listened to that first episode, well, first and foremost, we apologize for the audio quality on it or lack thereof. We were recording through a phone in those early days because we, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't spend any money on the show. We just kind of started recording the conversations we were having in the car on our way to barbecue joints. But if you listen to the, that first episode, it's a rundown of the Texas Monthly Top 50 list that had just come out a few days prior. And uh, it was kind of a rundown of the, of the top 10 specifically as we were on our way to Snows for yet another trip to Snows, our first trip after they had been named number one. We were and, trying to get there before the crowds really came up. And I, I thought the, the funniest thing was we were on our way to Snows and we were saying, yeah, getting to Snows between 8 and 9 a.m. is great. You know, we've always enjoyed it, but we don't know. It, it'll probably get busier when, when they retake number one. And, right, and we got uh, there at 7 <laughs> that day just, just in case it was busy, and it was a freaking madhouse. And just a, a massive line of people. And uh, those of you that have been to Snows, you know Snows does not have the fastest moving line in barbecue. So it was, uh, it was quite the morning at Snows, but it was a lot of fun. You know, everyone was excited and happy for Carrie and Tootsie and Clay and it was it was a really fun time to be at Snows. I mean I think that day Aaron Franklin came by and gave a, a bottle of whiskey to Clay and flowers to Tootsie. Yeah, yep. And uh, you know you, you ran into a bunch of people a bunch of people we ended up becoming friends with were probably there that day uh, and ran into people we knew there we met uh, Jimmy Ho there as well. It was just it was a really fun time and kind of really fun way to kick off the show and 
a show that's I think con- that was our second episode was from the Snows Line well, with Jimmy. The, yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. It was we recorded a short little episode at, at the line. And again, we, we really didn't know what, what we were doing. We were just kind of winging it and we didn't really know what a barbecue podcast should be. Uh, there wasn't many barbecue podcasts not, around. It, it, and, and whether right or wrong, we didn't listen to podcasts before. So no. we didn't even know like what a what a podcast should be or what a what types of podcasts there were. We'd watch TV shows and I grew up on, you know, the Tonight Show and things like that, but you know, we, we didn't know, you know, is a podcast supposed to be funny? Are you supposed to have characters like the morning radio show? Or are you supposed to be serious? And um, you know, I I don't think even at the time though there were very many of the true crime ones. Which are like everywhere now. Oh, I listen yeah. to a ton of them now. Yeah. I, I, but yeah, neither one of us really listened to podcasts at the time. And we just, we had no idea. It was really foreign to us. We just knew that, hey, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, we're traveling almost every single weekend, going eating barbecue. We knew that we were going to do the entire top 50 list when it came out. And so we thought, hey, this might be a fun way to, do- to document it. And I mean, we didn't want to, we didn't want to do like a review podcast and tell you what we thought because barbecue is extremely subjective and so you know we didn't want to be there and say hey this is the place that you need to go because they have the best brisket or this place has the worst brisket that that wasn't the focus no still not still not yeah exactly yeah we we've kind of learned over time just what works for us and and what people seem to enjoy and what people don't seem to enjoy and we made mistakes along the way and figured out what not to do mistakes i've made a few (laughs) But yeah, it's it's been so much fun just kind of learning this whole podcast world, getting further involved in the barbecue world, and the places the I mean, show is mean, taking really us. Really getting involved, yeah, and cooking and selling barbecue, you know, actually making which we profit. were doing even before the podcast, right? But. but just really getting into it, and then and then being able to come in and help out at festivals and events to to see how you know that side does it in high volume and. Um, you know, hard work, but I, I, I wouldn't give that up for the world. I love those experiences. Yeah, th- those have been some of the most fun things that we've been able to do. That in is... the night in Sam Jones Bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, the the night that shall remain pretty much between the people that were in that bar. But yes, we we we've had so many fun, just crazy adventures. Getting to help out, as Brian talked about, um, at the different festivals that we've been able to help out with the different joints. Um, definitely want to give a shout out to our friend. And, and I want to preface this by saying we've recorded a ton of interviews. Some people we were friends with before we recorded the interview. Some people we didn't really know at all before we recorded the interviews. But some some people you meet and you become just better friends with. And I would say that the Zavala's crew is, is one of those that we, you know, we didn't know them super well when we did the interview. But we did become really good friends and really enjoyed our time whenever we get to see that crew, whether it was at a festival or at their restaurant. And, uh... As you guys may or may not be aware, uh, Joe Zavala uh, recorded a podcast this week. Um, I, I will get the name of the podcast. We'll put it in the episode description notes. I apologize. I do not have that information in front of me. But uh, he did reveal something that some of us that known him have known for a while. He, uh, he is battling cancer, and he's doing very well with it. He's moving on to, to phase two of his battle. And, you know, all the best to Joe. You know, we, we love the guy, Joe you asked us to record two episodes a week because you said you're going to be really bored for the next 30 days. And we recorded none. And we recorded none, <laughs> but we're recording one now. So just wanted to say shout because, out. To because we don't want to do phone stuff because we right. haven't figured out how to do that well. And we certainly didn't want to see each other. So, um, <laughs> you know, and, and even now we're doing our social distance stuff pretty well. 
Um, but but support Zavala's barbecue, support Joe and family. Yep. Not because he has cancer, but because he's a great person, and because the food is great. You know, support this guy and support their family because they they do great stuff and they're great people. Yeah, and just wonderful place in Grand Prairie, Texas. If you've never been, great place to go. Joe, if you need anything, you know how to find us. But uh, just wanted to give a shout out to Zavala's. Got to help them out at Smoke Dallas Festival last year. Was a ton of fun chopping up God knows how many pounds of carnitas, <laughs> ruining our shoes and our shirts, and we had pork splatter on us, and it was just awesome. Uh, pork splatter is the name of my new band. That's right. That's right. No, but we, we loved it, and we, we've gotten to, to work with Fee, just so many others, Brian Bingham at uh, Bodacious. Just a lot of fun. Uh, we've gotten to go to so many cool events that we won't. That we, were canceled this year. The, the, a lot, yes, a lot of which were canceled this Look, year. Look, okay, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crap right here. Well, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. What, what? <laughs> I'm gonna complain right here because um, not everybody knew this. We had a trip planned this year that was absolutely epic in proportions. Um, I'll tell a little bit about it, Andrew. You can tell a little bit more about it in the details. This was a barbecue and bourbon trip through Kentucky and the Carolinas. Coming back, and our last day was at the freaking Kentucky Derby. And we had tickets. We had airline tickets. Everything. Bed was and booked. breakfast. Everything. <laughs> Friends were coming tours, with us. Yeah. yeah, distillery tours, including Buffalo Trace um, and others. And we had this lined up. And Andrew is the master of itineraries. We. This was like honestly. We were looking so forward to it, and and it meant that we had to miss the Red Dirt Barbecue Festival because Kentucky Derby and Red Dirt were on the same day, yep. which which was brutal to us. But we were still so excited, and you know we couldn't make it this year, and we had to cancel. We don't know if we're going to be able to reschedule this year. I'm just going to complain about that because that that sucked. Yeah. And and of course um, the other event is um, is Windy City that we were preparing to go up and help with. And that's that's just been canceled, and that sucks. Um, so this year sucks. Yeah, for, for many many reasons, um, and it's a great time for all these barbecue joints. These guys and girls are so busy, and they've got businesses to run, and also and lives to live, and families. The, you know, these festivals are a really great time for them to to get together with some of their friends in the industry, and it may be the only time they get to see those people the whole year. So it, it does it, for a lot of reasons. It, it sucks. Yet, are, are there a lot worse things going on in the world right now? Of course there yeah, are. Yeah, we're complaining that we didn't get to go on a trip. Of, of course. You but, know, that's but whiny. Again, punk, this, is, this is a barbecue podcast. You're listening to it because you want to talk about barbecue. Hopefully. It, hopefully, or hear about barbecue. There's plenty of other places to hear about plenty of other things. Um, so we're not going to spend a ton of time on that. But, yes, that one of the bummer things that happened this year is it has altered everyone's plans of their lives, whatever those plans may have been. Ours include drinking and eating lots of fatty meat. So, and, and I've lost weight this year. I've come down 15 pounds this because year. Because you can't eat as much of that fatty meat. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, again, I, I'm not, the bright side is the bright side. But, um, but you know, there's there's a lot of people struggling through this. Um, but let's talk about really what we saw when the list came out, kind of where barbecue's today, and then, you know, where we think barbecue's going to be, you know, the, the new list should come out. We're one year. Yeah, we should One be. year from this weekend yeah. from the new top 50 list probably the most important list in texas barbecue that there is oh it, it is it is it's by far i mean it's a business driver and it's hopefully going to come at a time where a lot of these places could really use a, another big injection of people traveling if you know if when they can to all these places so 
let's look forward to it and let's look back on it because the 2017 list was a big, big deal for a lot of people. A lot of us barbecue nerds, we always pour all over it and look through the whole list and, oh, this place got shafted. This place should have been higher. This place should have been lower. This place didn't make the list. It should have made it. And, you know, all those fun little arguments you like to have with your friends, we have them too with each other and with our buddies and we don't always agree. We don't always agree with each other. We, we ate brisket at four places today. We don't agree which one was the best one. That's fine. That's what makes it fun. That's, that's part of the fun of barbecue is... If we if we all agreed, then I don't know. That it, wouldn't, wouldn't it would be, be boring. Yeah. It, it would be boring. So so let's let's talk about some of those that made the list that were kind of new or or surprises on the list that were not so necessarily surprises to us, but you know, like and I'll start with the number three, right? Cadillac. 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 I mean, you know, we had we had seen the pictures, we knew the pictures looked great, but we hadn't been, um, and they made number three on the list and. As we've been since then multiple times, 100% agree with that. But uh, absolutely. Um, but what makes Cadillac special? Todd David, Misty David, the commitment that they have to, to their product, um, and, and I, I got to give a huge shout out to them. Brisket prices are insane right now. Um, it, a lot of people are trying to figure out. A lot of people in the industry are trying to figure out how to best source the product, how to best sell the product, and and a lot of people have had to make some really tough decisions. And Cadillac Barbecue has had one of the most affordable prices on uh, just an ultra-premium grade brisket that that is available in Texas. And they, to this point, as we're recording this, May 22nd, 2020, they are still at $19 a pound on Akaushi grade brisket. And, and, that and is, that's compared to places that are all the way up to $35 a pound yeah, today, yeah. this weekend. Yeah, and I so, mean, we're, we're and, seeing and we're not trying now. to give people ideas on how much to charge, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I mean it, it's it's the fact that they want to they want to sell the product they want to sell and they want to sell it at the price they want to sell it, and it's not just about that. It's about it's damn good. Yeah, um, and they have they have a damn good menu, and they do whole hog and, and they do such pork an steaks. Extensive menu. Yes, too. and they do you know they and and he changes things up. And when he changes things up, what we've had has been has been great as well. Yeah, uh, and that's one thing I one of the things I've loved about this show is you know it's given us and you know subsequently you as whoever's listening an opportunity to know these people you might not otherwise have, already, have known very much about. I didn't know a ton about Todd David until we got to sit down and speak with the man, and we recorded we ended up recording a two part episode which you don't do all that often anymore. But we ended up recording a two-part episode with Todd because we just found him to be such an interesting person with such a really unique history of how he got to where he got in, in his barbecue life. And, and very knowledgeable, too. Extremely, and, an extremely helpful yeah. person in the industry. You know, we've, we've heard countless stories since then of people in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that have said, like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't know how to do this or I wasn't sure about this, so I talked to Todd, Todd David, and, and he gave me advice. And I, I've heard so many stories like that. And it's just it's interesting because he, he legitimately was not a person I knew a ton about until we recorded the episode. And, and I think, he, you know, obviously I don't think he gets probably the, the media credit that he deserves for a lot of that. Um, but at the same time, you know, we just didn't we didn't see a lot of him. And, and um, you know, if anybody wants great food, they go there also on Saturdays. And, and again, we don't know when that'll start up again. If, if it's still doing, but he was doing the Pitmaster meetup. Yeah, the first Saturday of every month is the Saturday that uh, that Cadillac is open. The only Saturday that they're open. And they had been doing. Yeah, the, they called it Pitmasters and Punch, where you go out before they open out to the pit room area. And Todd will 
you know, answer questions and give advice. And, and it's, it's a really fun experience if, you know, whether you're a barbecue fan or a novice or just interested in getting further into it. Uh, Todd is a, a phenomenal resource for all of that. And it was, uh, it was really cool to get to be a fly on the wall for that. So hopefully that's able to start up again in the not too distant future. I mean, obviously they'll, they'll make sure they're, you know, they keep you posted on all that. But if you get an opportunity to do that, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun and we highly recommend it. And then, then the next one on the list was quite a bit of a surprise in, in general, I think, as well. Yeah, um, Bodacious Barbecue on Marbley. Admittedly, unless you were in the East Texas area, a lot of people hadn't been um, over there in quite some time or probably remembered it just as the, you know, the Bodacious chain, which didn't have a reputation of putting out, like, top-notch craft-style barbecue. But that all changed as, uh, as Jordan Jackson and Scott Turner took over at, at the restaurant and they, you know, they started sourcing high-quality product, making inventive sausages and burnt ends, things like that. And they really put Bodacious on, on, on the map for the modern scene. They were already had, you know, 45 to 50 years of history before then. But as far as a history of modern barbecue, they really did uh, revive Bodacious in that way. And, you know, they've since moved on, and Brian Bingham now runs that location, and the food is just as phenomenal now um, as, as it was when we started going there in 2017. And you can catch the episodes with the, with both um, Brian and with Jordan. We have episodes with both of them. And also, um, one of our episodes we really wanted to put together was Roland Lindsay. Yes. Um, speaking with Roland, and if you really want to learn a little bit more about East Texas barbecue and the history of barbecue, you know, listen to both the interviews with Jordan Jackson and the interviews with Roland Lindsay. Um, had a, a tremendous amount of influence on many barbecue joints and the entire barbecue style of East Texas. Um, you know, separate from um, African-American barbecue style, there was this barbecue style, and they all kind of blended together. Um, and, and East Texas is a unique style of barbecue. It really is. And, and yeah, our, our episode with Roland was it was such a privilege to, to get to do, and it was so sad when, when Roland passed because uh, he was such a just a titanic figure in the east texas barbecue scene you you can't write the history of east texas barbecue from the 60s onward without talking about roland Lindsay. you really can so yeah that, that's a great one to check out and as you said you know we did a solo episode with, with brian a few months back as well it's a good one to listen to um go moving on obviously we we, we talked about three and four one and two were snows in franklin hopefully you guys know about snows in franklin um, Snow's, Louis Miller was five, is, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Snow's phenomenal. Franklin, phenomenal. Um, yes, and then we go on to five, Louis Miller, another another classic historical barbecue joint. We've had the great pleasure of speaking with Wayne Miller uh, for an episode, and we did, which one of probably my five favorite episodes we've done is the uh, tribute that we did to Bobby Miller. And with John and Wayne, uh, both interviewed and then we were able to ask similar questions, splice them together. Andrew actually did probably the most editing we've ever done that was, on an episode. That was a lot of editing. Because <laughs> um, then we also introduced each of those clips. Yeah. It was actually, that was like a real podcast, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that was probably the most professional episode <laughs> we've ever done. Um, but <laughs> but um, we thought it was a great tribute to Bobby as well. Um, and, and again, highly, highly recommend listening to that one. Yep. And then we move on to one that in 2017 was another Surprised the people that weren't as you know inside the barbecue world. Uh, most there were people, two two places that really were pretty new, and this was one of them. Yeah, um, Tejas Chocolate, which still is Tejas Chocolate and Barbecue, 
and uh, it is much more than chocolate. It's much more than just barbecue, even. I mean, they they have like 50 restaurants now, don't they? They do. They're taking over Tumble. <laughs> they are. Uh, no, the uh, the Teos crew is just great, and and how they've grown and expanded that menu and that business, and then their brand is just phenomenal. And when they made the top 10 list in 2017, they were cooking on one comparatively small pit that was not, you know, classically constructed with thermodynamics and all the things that go into pit design now. To say the least. Just, yeah, and that's that's putting it mildly. But, hey, that thing cranked out some damn good barbecue. Great barbecue. And, and at the time, you know, they weren't doing their own sausage, um, which has become a big part of what they do, I believe. Um, but they were cranking out great sandwiches, and they were cranking out great barbecue. And the carrot souffle is there from day the, one. Yeah, the carrot souffle, um, really unique experience of, of meal there. Yeah, um, and, and they're one of the first to get a, a pit from this man named Sonny Moberg. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, not a, not a whole lot of people knew who Sonny was. Uh, obviously, that has since changed. If you're involved in the barbecue world now, you pretty much know who Moberg is. Um, we were really happy to get to sit down with Sonny a couple years back and record a fun episode with him also. Uh, but yeah, Tejas, a lot of people didn't really know a whole lot about. I mean, we knew a little more about them just because they, you know, they're a local joint to us. They're really local to Brian. I mean, he he's 10 minutes away from them. But, uh, but not many people knew much about them back in the day. And now they're probably, they're, one, they're becoming one of the more known barbecue joints in Texas. And for good reason. They've, they've continued to expand the menu. Um, they've expanded it so much to where the burger that they had on their Wednesday special was so well-received. They opened a burger joint, a hop, skip, and a jump away from the barbecue place. Hop, skip, and a jump. And they're doing these really, really good smoked burgers now from there also. So Tejas has just grown and grown since that list came out. It's kind of insane how much they've grown um, while still staying that small little joint in Tomball at yeah, the same absolutely. time. Yeah, the, the charm of the, the joint and, you know, since they embarked on the sausage journey, I think that's been over a year ago. Oh, easily, um, yeah. And and they've just... They won Sausage Wars. Yeah, they won Sausage Wars more than a year ago, yeah. so certainly it was so, more than that, yeah. <laughs> Um, and they, they keep doing creative sausages. They've done a Texas cheesesteak is their most recent one. Um, but we have to talk about that chili relleno sausage a little bit. Yep. I mean, that's yeah. that's the, the sausage that really put them on the sausage-making map. I mean, if you haven't had it by now, I don't know what you've been waiting on, but you really should get on that. They, they ship. They do. They and ship. it's it, it is just a great sausage, super cheesy, great Tex-Mex flavors in it. It's just, it's a great sausage, and there's, I don't know what else to say about it. You, you love it on that sausage? It, it's great. Who doesn't love it? Um, well, I'm sure there's someone, but we don't care. Yeah. So, um, and, yeah, and, and they're, like I said, go see those guys, right, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And um, moving on, we'll go back to Corkscrew again. Yeah. Uh, Corkscrew is one of the more established Houston joints, even back in 2017. Um, some people don't know that, I mean, this, that wasn't their first time on the list. They'd made the list before because they'd been around for a while. Um, they made the 2013 list, but then they took a jump up as they they went from trailer to brick and mortar uh, and had become well-known. I mean, their menu was already well-known, but they become well-known for the, the service they provide you in the restaurant. You know, Will and Nicole always back there in the kitchen, always, you know, making sure that everything is up to their standards. And they've just, Corkscrew's just We've chugged along. We've talked about their along. plating. The one thing we noticed when we were listening to that first episode, we brought up plating 
as if it was a really unique thing because it was back then. Yeah, you, you didn't have a ton of places that were really focusing on tray composition and how to make sure this looks good, that looks good. Make sure you have some arranging, color over literally here. Literally arranging and, the meats by yeah. hand, you know. Um, and, and they've done that from day one. Well, they've done that as, as, as when they started using trays. I mean, when they were using little three-compartment things, there's only so much you can do. But, right. But ever since they started using trays, they were so, so particular about it. And it made... It was just one of the many things that, that still makes the, the visits there enjoyable. Yep. Um, but it's interesting because now that's become the standard. Yeah. Uh, when back then, it was it was very, very few places that were doing that. Yep. And then another one of our favorite people and another one of my, the interviews I really enjoy that we got to do is uh, Tom Micklewaite. Micklewaite uh, Craft Meats in Austin, Texas was the number eight joint that year. And tom we love tom we love Literally. tom if you've listened to this show you know about it um we we think he's just one of the most hard-working talented cooks out there one of the very first craft barbecue yep and you know and you know how much we loved the smithville location and we were so so sad to see that it didn't I, work I out i still have this and i'm sure it's unfounded i still have this belief that it's going to come back i i, I wish i, I, I know <laughs> and, and i I just, I really do. Like, I, I can't let that go because that location and how he built it and what he did there was was absolutely special. Yeah, it, it really was. But you know, the trailer in Austin is still there, still chugging along. They've been putting out great food for years and years and hopefully for years more to come. Um, moving on to number nine was a place that we didn't know much at all about. And this goes, and this is another funny thing, and we'll call ourselves out on it. We pronounced Evie Mays wrong in the first episode. Yep. Evie. Evie it Mays. It is not Evie because it's And I'm short. pretty sure it was Jimmy Ho that corrected us because <laughs> if you have a barbecue podcast, Jimmy Ho has corrected you on something. And especially if you're talking about Lubbock. <laughs> yes. Because Jimmy's got ties to Lubbock. Yes, he does. Um, but yes, we did pronounce Evie Mays, Evie Mays in that first episode. It is short for Evelyn. For yes. everybody that knows, that's why it is Evie Yes, and that Evie. is their daughter. Yes. Um, but yes, but again... There wasn't a lot of audio formats for us to hear about barbecue. Most of the, what we learned about Ebony Mays we saw in tweets and pictures and Instagram and things like that. And so. you were talking about one of your favorite episodes. I, I hate, you know, hate to keep saying every one of these is one of our favorite <laughs> episodes, but but the Arnis and Mallory episode on Evie Mays was was fabulous because it it was talked about how they were struggling and they're going through this time, and and the visit from Daniel Vaughn and the publication and the media spotlight, it, it didn't change the quality of their food, but it gave it gave attention to their food, which literally changed their lives. Yes. And and this kind of goes back to our philosophy for what the, we have turned the show into. We think the episodes are best when we talk the least. You know, we want the show to be about barbecue and about people in the barbecue world. And we've done our best to try to make most of our episodes about the barbecue and not about uh, the two idiots eating it. And Arnis, thank and, you. You know, if you guys <laughs> want to give us lots of money and free stuff, just, just knock it out and mail it to us. That's great. That's but great. That's yeah, not. Thanks. We have no false perceptions about what we can do with this show or what this show should do. All we want to do is in, enjoy and have a good time and and let these people tell their stories as much as we can. Yeah, and huge huge thank you to Arnis because Arnis did most of the talking in that episode, which is a good thing because we didn't know what the heck we were doing back then. Um, and the episode was phenomenal because everyone got to hear Arnis's story in Arnis's words, and it's still one of one of a lot of people when they talk about talk to us about what their favorite things are about the show, they do reference that episode a lot, which makes makes me happy because it lets us know that we turned the mics on and got the heck out of the way. Yep. And then. And then. And then. There was truth. And there was truth. So, 
the, our favorite little barbecue joint in Brenham, Texas, um, got the spotlight, got on the top 10 list, some absolutely magnificent news for them. Um, really spotlighted, of course, the Botello family and what they were doing there. And, uh, you know, it, it's just grown from there. So back then, it was a tiny little barbecue joint with, with four tables. They didn't even have the patio when they first started. No, no. I think they were just building the patio probably when the whole list came out or maybe just before. But, but yeah, I mean, it started with the almost the smallest location you could imagine. And now they've they've still got the Brenham location and they've got this beautiful new restaurant in the Heights in Houston, massive space. The menu has expanded a bit. I, um, they're they're doing some more sausages now. They've added some sides, and it's just I mean it's still a great meal and it's still a whole lot of fun to go to. I mean the the Brenham joint is still a, a wonderful visit. Um, but and it, that's what's great. So you can still go to Truth Brenham, right? Have the little barbecue joint, same quality of food, same items on the menu. Um, I think it's the exact same menu. Is that right? I don't think, that, or is there anything that you uh, can or can't get? Yeah, yeah, there's there's a couple of things that I don't think that they're serving in Brenham that they're serving in Houston now. Um, I, there might be a couple of sides, but but for the most part, you can get pretty much the same meal. I mean, the meats you can all you know are all the same: the brisket, the ribs, the sausage, turkey, all that's you know. Yeah. And that's and and we recommend you know if you're in Houston, by no means, don't skip the Houston restaurant, but. If you want to get out to the country a little bit, if you want to go have some fun, um, the Brenham location is still a, a great, great little spot to hit. Yeah, uh, it really is. We've had so many fun visits. Both, you know, actually one, one of the more recent episodes we did before the big, br- you know, break we had in episodes was with Leonard and Corey, kind of reflecting back on on how things have grown in those last few years. And it was really fun to get to sit down with those guys, just because we know Leonard and Corey on a personal level outside the show. And just get, getting them to relax. And I think Leonard even told us on the air, this was the, the first, first time he has sat down <laughs> yeah. during service. And yeah. this is, what, four years into him owning a barbecue joint. And it was the first time he'd sat down during service. And so it's it, it's taken a long time for them to get to that point. But they've got a great staff in place. It's such a well-run restaurant, th- thanks to people like Corey. Um, but it's it's still a phenomenal visit, and there's just there's so much barbecue that has opened since that last list came out. I mean, it's just it's amazing to see the the quality and how much quality is in different pockets now. Waco is such a fun barbecue town now. I love going to Waco. I love what Guess is doing with the brunch and the creative dishes oh, there. Oh man, you had to bring up the brunch. Oh my God, you know Hellberg is still putting out really really good barbecue out there. Um, Fort Worth is blown up. There's so much fun stuff in the Fort Worth area right now, from Goldie's, which just finally got open recently, to uh, Zavala's in Grand Prairie. I mean, it's just, it's such a cool spot. Panther City, Hurtado, and there's so Danes, much. Danes. I mean, there, there's so Lillian's, much. Lillian's, <laughs> there's so much up, up and around there that's still, and it's still going to grow over the next year. Uh, right, and, and it's just, it's incredible. And then, you know, we... I think we're contractually obligated to say Leroy and Lewis at least once an episode. You know, I, I must say it's kind of funny because we've been eating. I wish there was a contract like that. <laughs> One free pound of brisket from Evan. <laughs> per year. Per year. Uh, no, but honestly, and Evan has started a podcast, guys, because we needed more barbecue podcasts. Thanks, Evan. You're probably going to do it better than you than everyone else, yeah, just like you do it. Just like so everything annoying. else yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> But no, the Laura and Lewis guys are just great. So um, let's let's do this before we wrap up the episode. We just went through the top ten yep. from from the last list. Yep. We're not going to go on this long rant. We, we're we're at kind of our normal time anyway. Um, let's pick one restaurant that we think is going to make the top ten this time, 
that didn't last time. Okay. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Well, I, I, I let me go first. All that's right. great because I it. get to cheat. Leroy Lewis. <laughs> so so that's one that, that if it doesn't make the top ten, I would be incredibly upset. Well, that's that's kind of the funny thing with, with Evan. He's been cooking barbecue in Texas for a number of years, and just the way things have worked out, he's never made the list. He left Friedman's right before they made the list, and he started Leroy and Lewis just after the list came out last time. So he's he's just not been – the timing has not worked out for him. But Leroy and Lewis is going to be on that list next year. I fully agree with you. They should be on the top ten. They are – just incredible and since you sold that one for me i'll just go ahead and say uh 2m smokehouse in san antonio is my prediction for making the top 10 on the list as well in 2021 yeah, totally can see that yeah i mean just siul dusty joe it it's really the, the gold standard in san antonio and I, I i don't know what else to say like it is it's top-notch barbecue san antonio needs top-notch barbecue yes House-made sausage. Yes, and great desserts. Yes, I, I really enjoy what they're doing out there. And and they're they're playing around with Akaushi now. So yep. not playing around by any means, but they're serving Akaushi, and they're going to try to continue to serve it and yeah. at the normal price. Yeah, well, as much as anyone can these days, right. they're, they're trying yeah. to normal normal meaning whatever normal is. But whatever yes, normal, normal is right now, yeah, which no one knows price. anymore, and it'll change by the time we post this episode. And, and so. if you haven't been um, lately, you know, make sure you go because. As great as the brisket was, it's it's a different source now. Akaushi is a type of Wagyu. Um, it's a type of Wagyu. It, we're not going to go get in that whole thing. There's a whole episode we can do on that easily. Um, American Wagyu, it, it's a it's a red okay. Japanese cattle, we blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to go down there. But <laughs> so, so it, you know, some people are going to go, oh, it's not Wagyu, it's not Wagyu. Well, just that's the yeah. easiest way to describe yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, chicken fajitas aren't fajitas. We got right. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, uh, peanut butter jelly ribs. Yeah, I mean, 2M always cranking out really good stuff. Now they've, you know, in the last six months to a year, they've added Shelly. You know, Sheldon Mason has has come on board there, which is just yet another incredibly strong addition to an already strong team. So, uh, the what gr- would you like to see changed about 2M? What would I? Um, I would like them to turn their building around. <laughs> that's what I was without without asking you, without leading you into that question more. Yes, that's exactly. It. Put put a canopy over it, or just just make the line on the other side of the building. Yeah. And, and here's the and not joke. Here, here's the thing, folks. The, the building, the line faces the east, and so when you're in line, the sun hits you in line. And there's just not much of a way to fix that unless right. they built a canopy. Right. right. Or they just right. But spun I mean, the SIO out. and yeah. Joe literally built that place by their hands. <laughs> So unless they put wheels on it, I'm pretty sure that we're stuck with that. <laughs> but no, it's it's a great spot. And, you know, again, so much has changed in barbecue. So much will continue to change in barbecue. The next top 50 list is going to be really, really interesting because there's going to be some really good barbecue that doesn't make yeah, this there's, list. There's, there, if, if they limit it to 50, there today there are more than 50 places that deserve to be on the top 50. Absolutely. And, and that's going to be incredibly tough and feelings are going to get hurt. Right. Well, um, and, and, and I mean, there's all sorts you know, of questions that we ponder. Like, you know, how, how do you how do you honor the old school places that haven't modernized? You know, where, where their brisket's not as you know beautifully rendered, or, or tender just side, sides and, and desserts. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, if you've got a place that knocks it out of the park right. with well, it's just, I mean, two or three meats. Exactly. How how can one, in terms of putting a list together, how can one compare Cadillac or Truth to City Market? City, city Market. You, you know, it's just I, I don't know how you make those comparisons because 
it's two different worlds, and I love both of them. And yeah, my, my prediction is still that they're going to wind up doing some kind of separate list. Like, they have to because we don't think they should make a top 75 or top 100. That would just kind of dilute the, the power of the top 50. Right. But, you know, to your point, you can't disparage some of the some of the places that have really enabled right. this barbecue to be where I guess it is what we're saying, Daniel, we have lots of ideas, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love all of our ideas. Yes, so, yes. So, so just, yeah, listen to everything we say and ignore it. Uh, but, no, it's it's such a massive undertaking that Texas Monthly goes through. It's going to be fun again to watch it all unfold and play hit, armchair quarterback. Oh and yes, do all of this and, and we'll hit take, the road and do all the fun. Yeah, goofy yeah we stuff. hope they'll do the the something similar to the Yeti challenge they did last time. The passport. Yeah, it was so um, much fun getting to meet all these people. We just ate lunch with them today. Terry Osborne is someone that we met through the Texas Monthly Passport, and he's become one of our best friends in the barbecue world. And you know, Terry is a super nice guy that loves barbecues, really passionate about it, takes his family, you know, to, you know, to try these new places or go back to their favorite places. And those relationships and those people that we got to meet through that have been so much fun. And we really look forward to, uh, to getting to see some, some familiar faces, some new faces on the barbecue trail. And let's keep this thing going. Let's see where this all takes us all in the next year. It's going to be a fun year of, debate and now we've got a whole year to talk about this uh, yeah i'm sure you guys aren't (laughs) going to get sick of hearing this crap from us but but as always guys we thank you for listening not only to this episode but for any episode that you thank you for being in there some some people we know have been there since day one holy cow that's amazing um you know if you've just joined us if you haven't listened to our quote-unquote back catalog please do and we'll we'll put up some of our favorite episodes that we recommend yeah we've talked about here as well um, it's great if you want to catch up and you don't want to listen to every single episode. We understand that. Um, you know, we'll give you some of our favorites. But definitely go through and, and listen. Tell us what you want to listen to. Tell us if you want to change formats or update our format or tweak our format. Um, if you want to buy us a recording studio, <laughs> you know, by all means, do so. Right. But, but I mean, in, in all seriousness, we, you know, this is the first episode that we've recorded in, all, in over two months. And the biggest reason for that is this show was created because we like to be on the road eating barbecue and meeting people and talking and that's what the show has always been it, this we don't want to do a show of the two of us sitting in a room talking stoically about barbecue or you know or, or doing it you know via zoom or whatever they're using these days i don't know it's just not the type of show that we've done we there are people that do that show and they do really good versions of that show but we don't we, we tried it once and it was terrible and it was terrible <laughs> we actually i don't think we recorded the show at all did we or no, no we, we did no we did yeah, and yeah. you know who you know who actually told me hey i couldn't even listen to that todd david <laughs> <laughs> last time i saw todd he, he probably stopped listening to us all together he, he said, said did you guys ever fix that audio problem i was like yeah it was just that one episode we've got it we got it down now um we're gonna cut this one out let us know talk to us holler at us see us on the road we do have a bag of swag um i try to carry it with us every time if you catch us on the road say hey and we'll open up that bag of swag absolutely so right. we will talk with you next time thanks guys